this is the Herbert Smith Freehills podcast. I'm Lucy Morton, a lawyer in the planning team in the London office. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of marking documents with the words subject to contract when you're entering into a real estate transaction or a joint venture arrangement. I'm here with Kate Wilson, who's a real estate lawyer at Herbert Smith Freehills. So, Kate, we heard about this new case which property developers will be interested in, Generator Developments in Little. It's a Court of Appeal case. Now, Kate, what's the main principle established by this case? Hi, Lucy. Well, this case is a useful reminder of the need to mark heads of terms documents with the words subject to contract whilst they're still being negotiated, and that doing so can help to avoid the other party to the transaction claiming that they have acquired an interest in the property before the deal is even done. Okay, thanks. And briefly, what were the main facts of the case? In this case, two companies, Generator Developments and Little, had been negotiating heads of terms for a joint venture, which would acquire a development site to be used for a mix of retail and residential use. Little were to buy the necessary land, and Generator would obtain planning permission for the development. Then Little would sell the land to Generator, who would, in turn, grant Little a long lease of the retail unit. Each draft of the heads of terms had been marked subject to contract in the usual way, and both parties had engaged lawyers who were advising on the negotiations. When heads of terms were fairly advanced, but a lockout period had expired, Little acquired the site itself and then decided that it would carry out the development on its own. Obviously, Generator were unhappy as they had invested time and resources in the negotiation and, as a result of this, claimed that they had acquired an equitable interest in the property which the court should recognise and protect. The High Court and the Court of Appeal both held that no such equitable interest had been created. Although such a right can, on occasion, be created before the parties have completed a contractual arrangement to reflect their common intention, in this case it was clear from the evidence that no such common ground had yet been reached. Some of the key commercial terms of the deal hadn't yet been agreed, and given that each round of the heads of terms had clearly been marked subject to contract, this demonstrated that neither party had intended to be bound either in law or in equity until a formal contract was completed. Okay. And so what would you say are the main practice points for developers to remember? I think the key thing to take away from this case is that marking a draft document or correspondence relating to it subject to contract does actually offer some protection from another party claiming that they have acquired an equitable interest in the property. When heads of terms are being negotiated, particularly if it happens quickly, it can be easy to become caught up in the back and forth of exchanging drafts, and this case proves the worth of just taking a moment to make sure that each draft is marked subject to contract. It's a simple thing, but it can save you time and money in avoiding a claim such as that brought by Generator in this case. Thank you very much, Kate. That's a very useful reminder that something we should do as a matter of course can be so useful in protecting a company's legal position. And thank you everyone for listening, and please do get in touch with us if you'd like to know more, or if you have any queries. We're Lucy Morton and Kate Wilson at Herbert Smith Freehills. Thank you.